Hello again, friends. Thank you for joining me on Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Greg, and we are here today to share wisdom and lessons learned from nature and from moving through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I am thrilled you're here with me today. I hope you get something out of this. Let's get started with another wonderful episode. Hello again, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Greg. Standing outside, it is about 444. Um, it's a little bit cold. It's kind of clear, and I'm barefoot on the grass, figuring out how I can do this with extension cords, because I want to be outside for all these things. All right. I already said thank you for joining me. Today, I'm kind of excited, because I'm going to be talking about nature negatives. And it's something that's really cool. I just learned about it in an online course I'm taking, and I wanted to share a lot more about it because it's something I, like I said, didn't know much about. I'd never heard of it before. And now that I know it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this explains a whole bunch of things. And it's been really, really useful for me to start becoming aware and gain a level of knowledge around how frequently we encounter nature negatives and also how you can counteract them for ourselves or to maybe inspire friends to come out on our outdoor adventures or outdoor walks in less than mm, perfect circumstances, if you will. All right, so with that, why don't we get started? A nature negative. What is it? It's pretty much a way that we look at anything outdoors or anything in nature with a negative lens. Um, it's generally how we're conditioned to view things in nature as separate from ourselves, nature as the other, as well as some of the phrases and things that we grow up with or that we learn in school. So, you know, an example would be, oh, you can't go hike over there or set up your tent over there because there's too many mosquitoes. Um, you can't go outside and play today because it's too miserable when it's dark and cold and rainy. Now, those are value judgments that that people have passed around things. And yeah, for, for sure, there's some degree of discomfort that may be associated with going outside on a cold, rainy day or walking through a beautiful lake environment and there's mosquitoes flying around. But by having those nature negatives, we start to see nature as other and then, oh, can't go and do this, can't go and do that, can't go and do that. And you start to say, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, stay inside this nice little warm house or knock it out of my car. And people tend to always be waiting for that perfect 70, 75 degree day in the summer with no wind and just enough shade to do things when you miss out on all these magical opportunities that happen for the rest of the day, the rest of the year, God, the, the rest of our experience. You know, we have a lot of different senses that we can engage in nature with, and it's crazy how something that you're told as a small child can affect your experience later on in life. Uh, for just one example, you know, I am currently living in the Pacific North wet. It is November. November usually means it's somewhere between eh, high 30s, and it could go all the way up to 70. Um, but it generally is one of those months where it's gray and there's a fair amount of rain or a fair amount of overcast. 
it really does make you appreciate the sun that much more. You know, it's why the news, if you still watch the news, will say on the weather that it's cloudy with sunny breaks. Sunny with cloudy breaks, you know, like the <laughs> there's not a lot of sun here compared to, to other places. So there's um, a lot of benefit to just getting out the door in the rain. But a lot of the conditioning and, you know, I can remember being a kid in the school system and, oh, hey, if it was a rainy day, you're not going outside to play. So your recess would be sitting at the desk that you've sat at for most of the day already. You're not getting that chance to be outside. Um, so we get that those negative stories about nature and then all of a sudden we start to say, hey, wow, I can't go and do this because, I can't go and do this because, I can't go and do this because. And in reality, those negative stories that we're being told, they're just a story. It's, it's someone else's perspective. So, you know, for me, if I want to get up and go for a run before work, I'm at the door in the dark. If it's not raining, hey, it's kind of nice. I throw on some layers, I'm good. If it is raining, it can be a little challenging to motivate myself out the door. But from another perspective, that negative of, hey, it's a cold, rainy day, it's miserable, I can't go outside, can be viewed as an invitation. You know, it's objectively cold and rainy. Great. I can put on some layers. I can put on a rain jacket. I can put on my waterproof gloves. I can still go outside and enjoy it. It doesn't mean that my day is wrecked because it's raining. You know, if it's cold and snowy, I can put on a different set of layers, maybe put on some waterproof shoes, still go for a run. Uh, if running's not your thing, you can grab an umbrella and go for a walk in the rain. If it's a hot, sunny day, you can grab a water bottle and go for a walk, go for a run, go play tennis, go do whatever. We don't need to have those perfect conditions. And whatever is happening in nature in some way is inviting us or attracting us to view it in a different way. You know, I remember I was up near Alice Lake. Uh, it's near Squamish, British Columbia, for anybody standing beside their map. And I was there on a break from work in the summer. I went for a run and there was someone who told me, oh, you can't go on this trail because there's too many hornets. Like, oh, okay, great. Like there's hornets. That's okay. But it's also an attraction to move around them or respect the area. Again, it, it's all in that perception that we have and the comforts of, ooh, it's 72 degrees inside the nice warm house. I don't need to go outside versus wanting to go outside and connect, wanting to engage all of your senses. You know, no, no matter how, how cold or wet or snowy it is, I know I'm going to feel better after 15 or 20 minutes of activity outdoors. I don't get that same feeling being inside all day or being in a vehicle all day. So that's just a couple examples. There's a lot more that I'm sure many people could think of. You know, you, you can't go hike this because it might rain. You can't go camp here because it's the wrong time of year. Um, we always have that invitation to change the gear we're using or get out with a different person. If it's hard to get motivated around the rain, grab a friend, get an accountability club going. As well as with seeing nature as negative, it's also a way that we disconnect ourselves, whether knowingly or unknowingly, in just accepting those as, as truths for what we've been told when we can go and experience for ourselves. You know, 
it, it's taken me a lot to get used to being on the wet coast again after spending so much time in high elevation arid environments. I love the sunshine. I don't care if it's 30 below. I'm going to go outside because it's sunny. It takes a lot more mental effort and encouragement for me to go outside in these rainy conditions, but it's just rainy conditions. One perspective. Another thing that has really helped me to overcome some of these nature negatives and experiences is to look at them from the lens of gratitude. You know, I'm going to share the rain experience a lot because I know that's one that people tend to not be excited about, whether you're backpacking, trying to mow the lawn, trying to sit and read your book on the beach, um, everything. But it, it can really help to say, okay, this day is an invitation to go and look at something different be attracted to wearing something different perhaps, but there's also a lot of benefit for everything else in nature from what's happening today. So if we take the rain, you know, rain is always good. It's good for plants. It's good for the water cycle. It's good for our water levels. Uh, you know, whether your water is coming from a groundwater aquifer, whether you're getting water from a river that flows through, whether you're getting water from a reservoir behind a dam somewhere, whether you're catching water in rain barrels, you know, it, it is important. It's a vital aspect of our life. So looking for some appreciation or sharing some gratitude for the water cycle can be one way to start changing that perspective a little bit. Um, again, going with the rain, another way I can, uh, get myself out the door and feel a little bit brighter about things is to wear bright colors. You know, I was recently gifted a beautiful coat epoxy uh, fanny pack, and it's got this awesome, awesome combination of neon, and there's pink, and there's green, and there's blue, and there's electric blue, and it makes me smile just thinking of it. And it was sent with a gift of like, hey, you have a big smile? So... Here's something that epitomizes you. But just seeing that, and if I put that on, I'm like, oh, hey, cool. I feel kind of smiley right now. I, instead of replacing my old black rain jacket with another black rain jacket, I got a nice, bright, not found in nature color because, hey, it makes me kind of stick out because people can kind of be horrible drivers, especially when it's dark and or wet. And or people are can be bad drivers in general, but you know, if I'm in bright colors, it's a lot easier for people to see me than in black. So yeah, just a couple little tricks that I used. Um, and re reassessing everything as well. You know, even me just in the act of sharing that sentence of gray, we often associate gray with depression, you know, um, not the easiest thing to talk about, uh, mood disorders and things like that, but it actually is something that, that can affect people. You know, um, if you're in a place with a lot of sunshine, it's fantastic. You know, you get used to it, but I've also been in places with a lot of sunshine where people are so over the sun that like, it's too hot. It's too this, it's too that. You can't run at this time. You can't go out at that time. And you can, you just require more preparation to get around things. So looking again for a positive. What's the positive of the sunshine? Well, sunshine is the best disinfectant. 
Sunshine can help catalyze the reactions that produce vitamin D when sun hits our skin. That's something that we need. The UV light that we're exposed to, whether it's sunny or whether it's cloudy, that helps our eyes. A lot of different ways and perspectives that we have that we can use to really get excited about things and see see nature in a different way because we're still exposing ourselves to those cycles that are continuously going on, whether we're aware of them or not, with water cycles, with the soil, soil nutrient cycles, sunlight being captured by plants. Like those things go on all the time and we take them for granted. So just by taking aspects of that and saying, oh, hey, this nature negative, these mosquitoes over here, hmm, okay, really? Mosquitoes, hooray! For some reason, they're there and they serve a greater purpose or they would not be here. So they're cycling through something. Uh, I like to think of them like every living being is great and that's wonderful. Uh, I also love me some dragonflies and I always think, hey, like this dragonfly armada, which is not the right term, it's for ships, but I like to think of dragonfly armadas flying through, taking out our little mosquitoes. So, you know, mosquitoes are feeding on some things, they become part of the life cycle for my dragonflies. I'm not certain what eats dragonflies, probably some kind of bird, but that will become part of the life cycle. And a bird maybe gets eaten by a coyote, and a coyote probably gets hit by a car, and then it gets eaten by birds, and the whole cycle continues along. So, you know, just looking at things in a different way and having that different level of appreciation can be very, very helpful because the disconnect from nature is prevalent everywhere. You know, when we see nature as other or we see see things from that lens of can't go and do this, this land is, quote, wasteland, whether it's the Great Plains, which were beautiful. I mean, the tall grass prairie is amazing. The short grass prairie is amazing. I would love to see herds of hundreds of thousands of bison roaming. What would that have been like to experience? I'm not going to get to see it because that land wasn't productive. It needed to be under the plow. You know, a lot of the the places where there's some oil and gas drilling, people are like, eh, I don't really care what's up there. You know, like it's fine to drill, but don't you dare drill my backyard. Um, d- different ways of viewing and perceiving things. So hopefully this is starting to get some ideas going of, you know, those those things that we have almost become ingrained beliefs that we're, we grow up with and don't necessarily even think twice about. But if we can stop and separate ourselves a little and say, oh, wow, yeah, that, that there, that is kind of a, a nature separating story. You know, when we have those negatives, it's that much easier to step out of it to make us into there's us and nature is the other. It's that much easier to start exploiting, to start not respecting, to to start just being separate. Um, you know, it's it depends on how we view things. And that little bit of perspective can change when we're out in nature and see, okay, wow, yeah, this big tree. Oh my gosh, it might fall on the house and crush the house. Like gotta cut down the tree. The tree's too big, tree's too too not healthy. But that tree is there. It's providing shade. It's providing habitat for trees. There's a, sorry, habitat for animals and birds. Um, there's blue jays and hummingbirds that live in this beautiful tree in the next yard over. And if that tree weren't there because yeah, it kind of blocks the afternoon sun for me for about an hour. Um, 
but it provides habitat for so much more. It's capturing carbon. It's cycling carbon dioxide and, and oxygen so we can all keep breathing. You know, we all, we all go through. Um, one, one other quick, quick example would be uh, blackberries. You know, I love blackberries. They are great. Blackberry bushes have a whole bunch of prickles, and the number of times I have been viciously attacked for no good reason by blackberry bushes is immense. But that goes with it. I can say, hey, wow, that evil bush was trying to attack me. Or I can accept it that it was trying to say, hey, like this is the way I reproduce, so if you're going to come in, be careful. Duh, right? All right, so... That's one thing that I learned that was really cool. And there's a lot of ties into mental health aspects and different experiential aspects. It's a really cool eco-psychology course I'm taking. And just to reframe the way that we look at things, reframe what our perceptions of good or bad are, and reframe our relationship with nature. Because when we separate it, we make it an other, it's that much easier to treat it as something less deserving respect, whether that other is potentially a human, a uh, different religion, different color of skin, different language, different place of origin, different political beliefs, or whether that's the other of being out in the elements, whether that's the other of a different system. We don't, we want to have more of that connection. And when we get out into nature, we see that, hey, wow, these things that someone at some point has told us are negative are actually not negative, but we have to flip that perspective. All right. That's probably enough of my rambling out here. It is getting a little bit dark. There was a beautiful sunset as I was rambling. It's uh, gone now, but the nightly crow migration is happening, you know? That is one cool thing about being in this location. As usual, I want to thank you all for listening, for being here with me today. Hopefully this resonated to some degree. Hopefully there's something you learned. If you have any questions, please reach out, shoot me a message. And if you know anybody that might want to talk about their experience with nature or wilderness, or if that person is you, please reach out. Send me a message. Send me a direct message on one of the socially things. Love to have people on, just sharing more of how we can appreciate, enjoy nature, how we can inspire and empower others to get out and enjoy nature, and how we can live our best selves connected with nature. Thanks, friends. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. All right. Thanks again for joining me, friends. This was a fun episode to record. As always, if you enjoyed this, if it resonated, if you learned something, please share it with your friends, tag it on all the social media things, pass it along. Pretty excited to report that uh, as of the recording of this one and the publishing of it, a whole bunch more podcast hosts uh, are hosting Wisdom of the Wilderness now. Google Play and Spotify and a whole bunch of other things are out there. So please enjoy, please share. And as always, I hope you have a wonderful day, night, afternoon. You get outside somewhere in nature for a little break, and you are all happy and healthy. Take care, friends. <laughs>